and welcome to the Log Pod Podcast, a podcast specifically about the League of Gentlemen plus one woman fantasy football league. If you're not a member of that fantasy football league, this will make no sense and be extremely boring. Please leave. If you are a member, enjoy. Hey everyone, episode six here. I'm going to start off with a little bit of a story. So this morning I woke up a little bit earlier than the family and I went out to get some breakfast tacos. And I pulled out my phone and I'm like, oh yeah, I put in a waiver claim for Alex Collins. I didn't think I was going to get Alex Collins, but I pulled out my phone and I did. I got Alex Collins and then I was really, really excited because I'm like, oh good, because I was going to have to start Melvin Gordon and Brandon Bolden, pretty terrible running back situation. But now I'm going to start Alex Collins and, Alex and Melvin Gordon, which is also terrible. Which is where the story takes a little bit of a turn because it's like, oh, this is what my season's become. I'm excited about picking up Alex Collins for a Seattle team that doesn't even have a quarterback anymore. And that's what's happening. So, sucks, sucks. I saw Christian McCaffrey was recently put on the IL, so he'll be out three games definitively, which I guess is better than thinking he's going to be in the first two days of the week and then being out. So that's a little bit better, I guess. All right, so I just wanted to start off. That truly, that happened this morning. And I think I might not win another game this season. That's my prediction right now. Let's take a look at the all-bench team. Just sitting on the bench, scoring lots of points. It's the all-bench team. So for the first time ever, there was a team that outscored the all-bench team. The fantasy football expert put up a whopping in 216 points this week, which is the best of anybody any week this whole season. So the all-bench team was at quarterback Jameis Winston. Amanda had Jameis Winston on her bench, recently has traded Jameis Winston for a very good receiver, Justin Jefferson. Talk about that trade in a minute, who I think won that trade. So Jameis Winston had 26.76, but Amanda was not hurting. She had Patrick Mahomes, who had 21 points, and then Jalen Hurts, who had 24 points. Hurts also had another good, I think about 27 points yesterday or two days ago on Thursday. The other quarterback on the all-bench team, LaRoche, had Carson Wentz, who scored 22.58. Should have started him over Goff. He can never seem to get that right. It's either Goff wins, Goff wins, and you always start the wrong one. It's okay. I think your team would have lost anyway. Uh, Running back, Jordan started or did not start Leonard Fournette. He started Alvin Kamara and Jonathan Taylor, which was the right call because Kamara and Jonathan Taylor had about 30 points each and Leonard Fournette only had 21. But you destroyed me this week, so it didn't matter who he started. Matt Rayford had Miles Gaskin on his bench, who scored 31.9 points. No one's going to argue starting Aaron Jones, Alexander Madison, who had 15 and 26 points, but you could have started Miles. In fact, really, down the list on the all-bench team, there's only one that I'm like, you really should have started him. You should have known better. So, yeah. I had, um, so the other wide receiver on the all-bench team, or another one, Marquez Calloway had 24.5 points on LaRoche's team. LaRoche got two people on the all-bench team this week. 
uh, Cal, uh, he ended up, or LaRoche started Amari Cooper, A.J. Brown, and Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay had a whopping zero points. A.J. Brown, 6.8, Amari Cooper, 15. So Marquez Calloway, he could have plugged in there. I still, though, think if you started Marquez Calloway and Carson Wentz, you still would have lost. So would maybe not all that great of a decision anyway. Chase Claypool on Michael Urban's team. Uh, made the all-bench team as well. He had 24 points, where his three starters, DJ Moore, Jamison Crowder, and Kendrick Bourne, um, all had less than 10 points. So you should have started Chase Claypool, who had 24. Not really sure what you're doing starting Kendrick Bourne. I don't remember if that's like a, an injury plug-in after-the-fact situation for you, Urban, but Kendrick Bourne has no business starting last week. Let's go take a look at that. So, Bourne was going against Houston. Maybe you thought Houston sucks real bad. I don't know what you were thinking. You should have started Claypool. Not a good choice there. Um, the other wide receiver on this team is Robert Woods from Nick's team. Uh, Nick started Tyreek Hill, Mike Williams, and Justin Jefferson, which you can't argue with. But at the QB2 spot, he started Deontay Johnson, or I guess the Superflex spot, he started Deontay Johnson. So you could have started Robert Woods over Deontay Johnson. I think I maybe would have done that. I mean, obviously, it's easier to say after the fact. But even Robert Woods, I don't know. You can go either way on it. You may not have even thought about it. Because wasn't that the Thursday night game? I don't know. And then at tight end, there's not a whole lot of uh, backup tight ends on anybody's rosters. But Jordan could have started Evan Ingram and gotten 9.5 points instead of TJ Hawkinson, 4.2. Not going to quarrel. Hawkinson's the start. So the total is 187.24. And um, like I said, that we finally had somebody beat that score. And that was the Fantasy Football Experts team. In fact, let's take a moment and listen from the Fantasy Football Expert who did give us a minute of his thoughts on his team. Hello, League of Gentlemen and One Woman. Well, we were trying to respond to our first loss of the season. We circled the wagons, we had a good strategy, and then on Thursday, tragedy struck. As Russell Wilson got hurt for the first time, he's going to miss games, um, and I was you know, wondering how the team was going to respond, and they really rallied to support their captain. Everyone scored touchdowns, it was a wonderful week, highest score in the league. I don't think it's going to happen again for a few weeks. We're going to have to really fight and scrape to get some wins here and stay in the uh, playoff hunt until Russ can get back. But it was a good week. Thanks for that. Yeah, Russell Wilson is out. And you're not, you don't have another quarterback. You have Trey Lance, who's also out. I think he's on a bye. But regardless, he may not even be starting when they come back from the bye. So you really could be hurting for a little while there. Maybe trade for uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm sure Nick might be listening. Anyway, take a look at that. Okay, um, I'm going to start something new. We're going to go to the all-loser team, which is the opposite of the all-bench team. It's people who started and sucked. The- Whoops, shouldn't have put that guy in the way. Quarterbacks on the all-loser team, LaRoche, uh, Jared Goff, he started, got seven points, should have started Wentz, he was on the all-bench team. 
The other quarterback is Zach Wilson from Smitty's team, who had nine points. He didn't. He doesn't have another quarterback. He could have started in the super flex spot, but he could have started Rondale Moore and got fourteen point seven points. At the running back spot, we've got Saquon Barkley, who went out early in the game. He got point nine points. I didn't really have anybody else. I guess I could have started Brandon Bolden and gotten seven points, but that would have sucked too. The other running back on the all loser team for my dad's team is J.D. McKissick, who had one point seven points. You didn't have a lot of options. Dalvin Cook was out. Kenneth Gainwell had three points, so that was a minor improvement. At wide receiver, LaRoche, I already talked about him. Kenny Galladay had zero points. Kenny Galladay did get injured, but he wasn't doing anything before that anyway. Another wide receiver is Marvin Jones from my dad's team. Got him three and a half points. Didn't have a lot of options anyway. Odell Beckham had four points, so that would have he would have made the all-bench team too. The other wide receiver from McCann's team is Brandon Cook, so at 5.3 points. Could have started T. Higgins, who had 10.2 points. And then the tight end on the all-loser team is from LaRoche's team, Cameron Brait, he started. LaRoche has got a situation at tight end. He's got um, George Kittle out, and so he also has Conklin, but he went with Brait, who... Scored just a little bit less than Conklin. Neither one of them were all that great. The all-loser team, which looks like a team somebody... I mean, it would have been a lower caliber team, but you look at it from a whole Jared Wilson... Or Jared Goff, Zach Wilson, Saquon Barkley, J.D. McKissick, Kenny Dolliday, Marvin Jones, Brandon Cooks, Cameron Bright. It's, I mean, it's a low caliber starting team, but it's definitely a starting... Like, somebody could have started them in this league, and that would have gotten them... 29.7 points. So I don't think anybody's ever going to outscore the all loot. Actually, it's pretty impossible, right? Because it's the worst of all the starters. All right. Let's take a look at the trade tracker. <clears throat> So real quick on the Noah Fant for LaVisca Chenault deal between me and my dad. That's pretty close. Noah Fant has 38.4. Chenault's 34.3. So I'm barely winning. But it could be close. I know Chenault's got a good matchup this week. So we'll see. Christopher's Smitty's deal. Mike Davis for Rondale Moore. Mike Davis is on a bye this week. So Rondale Moore will have a little bit of a chance to catch up. I saw Chase Edmonds might be out. That might be good for Rondale Moore. For Arizona. We'll see. But yeah, Christopher's winning that 33.7. Smitty's at 23.8. The other deal to track was the Devontae Smith-Robert Woods deal I made with Nick. Devontae Smith had 14.7 points, but Robert Woods really went off with 27 points. He did that on the Thursday night game. I already talked about that. Devontae Smith did the, took the Thursday night game a couple days ago and only got 5.1. So even with the two weeks combined, I'm down. And we haven't even factored in Robert Woods' points going forward. There was another deal this last week, or two deals this last week. Jameis Winston for Justin Jefferson between Nick and Amanda. Nick, it's Jameis Winston. You know, between this deal and I also made a deal for Tyler Heineke. Heineke. Um, you know, mid, middling 15th-ish ranked quarterbacks are worth something in this league. That's what um, this is slowly deciding because Nick had to give up Justin Jefferson to get a low-caliber starting quarterback. 
I think Amanda's the winner of that. She didn't. She was not using Jameis Winston. She had two guys on her bench, or two guys going really well with Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. So Winston was really ultimately a bye week filler, and with Winston's up and down season, I just don't see it being a good deal for Nick. Justin Jefferson was really good. Now I understand what Nick had to do, right? He had a lot of run, a lot of wide receivers. Robert Woods was sitting on his bench. Deontay Johnson was his quarterback too. Um, you know, I think you made the right call making the deal. I don't know what the trade talks look like. Maybe you offered him or maybe you offered Amanda kind of a lower caliber wide receiver first. And then you ended up going with Justin Jefferson. I don't know, but I think Amanda wins this deal. Um, but I understand the reasoning behind Nick's, Nick's point. I made a deal with Rayford. Um, I basically traded him um, a couple bench wide receivers and Teddy Bridgewater for Taylor Heineke. So Bridgewater, Mooney, Darrell Mooney, Darnell Mooney, and Emmanuel Sanders. That's the deal. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to put Sanders or Mooney in my lineup barring injury. I think they're outperforming what they're supposed to do at this point. So I felt like I needed to upgrade quarterback and give myself a chance. I don't think Bridgewater is going to do much of anything this year. But Heineke, I mean, he's been a top 10 quarterback three, four weeks this year already. So he's slinging it. We'll see. As far as tracking this trade um, to determine a winner, um, I picked up the two empty spots. I picked up Brian Edwards and then also Alex Collins, which I talked about earlier. So... Those will be the the points that I add to myself because those are the pickups that I did. Um, I really don't know of a different way to do it. It's a little unfair that I got Alex Collins as one of those waiver wire pickups as far as the deal, so I'll think about that. Maybe if anybody has any suggestions, they can text them my way on how I can track this trade fairly. Maybe seeing who has most points in their starting lineup. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All right, so how did I do last week? I went four and two again. That seems to be a common theme. So after I do my matchups at the end of this week, you can check that out because you have a 67% chance to win if I pick you. Interesting. So overall for the year, I'm 18 and 12. You know, and that's with a Thursday night game. So I should be maybe better if I'm being honest. Okay, let's take a look at some Tough Luck Dumb Luck Awards. Here's the Tough Luck Award. Tough luck, man. There wasn't a whole lot of super tough luck because Matt Rayford, even though you had like a one, I think it was a 150-ish, 160 score, which is a good score. Overall, as a whole, there was a lot of scoring this week. And so you had the fifth highest score overall which gives you a 64% chance to win. You did end up losing. You played against Christopher, who had a little bit higher. I think it was like the second or third highest. So you lost, and you should have won, but you didn't have great odds. 64% chance to win. So, kind of a coin flip. Totally unearned. This guy gets the dumb luck award. And then Amanda, very similarly, she had the sixth highest score... And and she are the sixth lowest score, and she lost. So she had a forty five percent chance to win, and she did. So she won. 
yeah, no, nobody really had any major tough luck. It was pretty much the top six, bottom six that won. Let's look at the big-time loser of the week. That's Michael Urban. It's time for... Big-time loser of the week! Yeah, Michael Urban had a really, really bad week. Uh, he got 24 points out of Nick Chubb, who's now out, so I don't know what he's going to do there. Uh, Mayfield had 23 points, so he came through. But everywhere else, you were pretty much in single digits. Tannehill had 14 points, but that's your quarterback, so he should. And you, and you went up against the fantasy football expert who killed it, so you didn't have any chance whatsoever. Your, team's, your team is... Uh, Pretty weak at quarterback overall. Your wide receiver two and three are weak. You lost Nick Chubb, so now you're going to be weak at running back. Ah, you got some work to do to get up to 10th place, Urban. You're in 12th right now. Good luck. All right, last week in the McCann versus Amanda matchup. Um, it was, clo- it was um, close. Amanda did pull it off by 2.1 points. So that means I predicted wrong, but barely. QB, an adequate performance from everyone else. Like, she got great quarterback play and adequate performance from everyone else. Um, also, she got 24 point, 22.4 points from Swift, so that helps a lot. Um, as far as McCann's team, you know, when Kyler goes for 13, 14 points, that's really not going to do it. You need Kyler to be Kyler. And he he might be injured. you got to be careful. You know, this time last year, I know because I had him, Halfway through the year, he got injured, and he played through it, but he wasn't quite the same. Definitely wasn't the same on the ground, which is big for fantasy. So you need to, need to keep an eye on that, McCann. Maybe you should trade Kyler to me for, um, like, nothing. Yeah. Smitty versus LaRoche. Smitty win one. I predicted him to win. He did get 41.7 points from Mark Andrews. Finally came through for him. You know, LaRoche's team is just looking bad. There were only three people that went above projection, and only barely. Matt Ryan, Antonio Gisbon, Cordero Patterson. That's pretty much your only bright spot. You picked up Cordero Patterson, and he's the only one doing anything for you. Calvin Ridley unexpectedly didn't play. George Kittle isn't playing right now. I don't know. I don't know what you can do. I do know that you've got Goff and Wentz there, so maybe you could trade Mixon. Because you're not starting Joe Mixon when Cordero Patterson's not on bye week. He's on bye week this week. So maybe maybe trade Mixon and somebody for like a like a Stafford type player. I think Stafford's on Smitty's team. Check that out. Urban versus fantasy football expert. I don't know if this has ever happened, um, but yeah, no. If you had Urban score and called that X, then the fantasy football expert score would have been two X exactly. So it was like. Michael Urban, who was the low score for the week, had 108 points. And then Fantasy Football Expert had 216.36 points. So exactly on the dot, 2x. So, yeah, that's that's pretty rare. Um, Urban never really had a chance right from the get-go. I thought it was going to be uh, a destroying effort, and it was. Christopher versus Rayford. You know, Rayford, um, yeah, he had good solid performance all around. Just didn't quite match up to Christopher's team this week. Christopher's team came to play. And it's come to play the last several weeks. His team's looking really good, even without Stefan Diggs, so it could be even better. 
Nick versus my dad. Um, I I predicted the upset here. Nick won, um, pulled off the upset. He had a really really good wide receiver play. Uh, Lawrence was very adequate, better than adequate. Maybe even turned a corner. Um, and also Nick's got uh, Jameis Winston going forward, so maybe that'll work for him because now we won't have to start a uh, wide receiver at that fourth spot. My dad's team, meanwhile, I mean when when Dalvin Cook is out, or even when he's in and hurt, playing hurt, uh, his team doesn't look good. He's he's missing some a lot of points from Dalvin Cook, and he needs it. He needs it to do things. Speaking of people who need things to need people to do things, uh, my team, God, Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, my number one and two um, keeper, first round pick, first and second round picks. Also, Ryan Fitzpatrick is out in the sixth round pick. I mean, it's just can't win this way. I, you know, I just can't win. Got Alex Collins. I'm gonna get through this week. I'm putting my uh, putting my chips in for Heineke and Devontae Smith. That's kind of where I am because I'm like, we don't really know what these guys are at this point. So maybe they can be world beaters and maybe my team could be really good. I doubt it. I give myself a very low percentage chance to be good this year. With McCaffrey and Barkley out for an extended period of time. I mean, the best player on my team right now is Sam Darnold. Um, like, what am I, I can't, that's awful. What am I going to do with that? Nothing. Okay, let's look at this next week's previews. Matchups. In the Rayford versus Amanda matchup, I pick Rayford because Antonio Brown already outscored Godwin. That's pretty much the reason why. Rayford got he got finally got in some support at wide receiver. I saw he's starting Emmanuel Sanders over Allen Robinson. I think you should even put Darnell Mooney in there, the other guy you traded for over Jalen Waddell. Uh, that would be my suggestion for you. But Amanda keeps getting really good quarterback play. Jalen Hurts already had like 27 points. She's got Patrick Mahomes, who's pretty much scores at will. Uh, but I think that's all she's got going for her this week. So I think that Rayford's going to pull us off. McCann versus LaRoche. LaRoche just has too many guys out. I mean, if you just click on over to LaRoche's team, you guys will see. His team is... A lot of people are on bye week this week. Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, Corderell Patterson, the, the whole Atlanta side. They're on bye this week. He's got some injuries. George Kittle. I mean, his team, it's a very it's very low projection. Not as low as mine, but it's definitely a low projection. Let's go, let's, I mean, Kenny Dolliday's injured. Uh, Marquez Calloway's on his bye. So you've got... You've got two people on your bench who are actually going to play. Marlon Mack and Tyler Conklin. Neither one of them are any good. So I'm, I've am i got to go with McCann here. His team's looking pretty good too. Although I did see Terry McLaurin's in his lineup. He may not start. So maybe look at T. Higgins there. If I were you, McCann. But yeah, that's not going to be much of a matchup. McCann and I will be uh, vying for big big time loser of the week next week. I'm pretty sure of it. <clears throat> Smitty versus the fantasy football expert. Uh, Smitty's team's turned a corner. Uh, he's he's putting together some solid performances lately. Uh, fantasy football expert, though, his team is really, really doing well. Even without a second quarterback right now, he's uh, he's starting 
I think Henry Ruggs in that spot. I think his team is just so good everywhere else with Derrick Henry, Jamar Chase, Lamar Jackson. Kareem Hunt's not going to be fighting for, for the ball with Nick Chubb this week. Yeah, I think fantasy, fantasy football expert's going to destroy again. Uh, I hope not because, you know, we need, we need him to lose, but I think he probably will. In the Dad versus Christopher matchup, I think Christopher's team's doing really well lately. My dad really doesn't look like he's going to get anything at running back. Uh, Dalvin Cook may or may not play. Damian Harris may or may not play. J.D. McKissick is not very good. Plus, my dad's starting Marvin Jones, LaVishka Chenault, a wide receiver two and three. And it's just... Uh, and and really more importantly, he's going up against Christopher, who's had about 150 or more points. They get like 180 last week, um, the last couple weeks. So, yeah, just not a good time to play Christopher. In the Nick versus Jordan matchup, Yahoo says that Jordan's going to win, but I'm calling the upset. I think Nick's going to pull it off. I think that Leonard Fournette already killed it, but I don't, I don't know what else he's going to get from them. And there's a lot of places on Nick's team for his team to do really well. Trevor Lawrence has been doing really well. Tyreek Williams, Mike, I mean, Tyreek Hill, Mike Williams, Robert Woods. Darren Waller's kind of been pushed down a little bit. I think he could come through. Plus, Nick's got two really good, uh, really good running backs going for him. Um, that would be uh, James Robinson and then Herbert for Chicago. He, he's not a great running back, but he is going against Green Bay, who's pretty easy to gash down the middle. All right, then the last projection, I think we might get our first win of 110 points. Urban is projected to win. I, however, am going to pick myself to win. I think if I were playing anybody but Urban or even LaRoche's team is doing pretty bad right now. If I were playing anybody but the two of them, then I would probably pick myself to lose. But I'm going to pick myself to win. I think I'm going to get just enough to pull this off from Sam Darnold and Tyler Haneke. That's what I think. So that's what I'm going to go with. All right, guys, it's late. TCU uh, did not do great, and I'm tired, so I'm going to edit this podcast, get it posted. I'll see everybody on the flip side.